What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Utah Jazz Mountain Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I know it's been a while since we dropped a podcast. We've been kind of busy on this side, dealing with some stuff, not really paying too much attention. It was a crazy offseason for the Jazz. We got rid of Rudy Gobert. We got rid of Donovan Mitchell. But If there's one thing about those trades, it's that we got back a lot of value in return. A lot of the guys that we got back are guys that I have been super high on for the last couple years. I've been really wanting these guys like Markkanen, like Malik Beasley, like Colin Sexton. Talon Horton Tucker is really solid. I think he is one of the best at getting to the rim with his length and his strength. If he can just continue to develop that three-point shot he could turn into another star for us and just to think that we got him for only Patrick Beverly is pretty crazy considering Patrick Beverly is like a what 34 year old point guard that's never really been too good at scoring yeah he brings the intensity but I mean that seemed like we finessed the heck out of the Lakers on that trade right there so I'm really happy with these guys we did get in return. I'm really happy with Walker Kessler. I've been high on him since we traded Gobert and we got Walker Kessler in return. I think that was one of the most underrated pieces of that trade because the Jazz basically got another version of Gobert that they can continue to develop in the way that they want to. Gobert didn't have really good hands, wasn't ever really good at shooting couldn't really put the ball in the hoop that much and so somebody like walker kessler who has shown a little bit of that potential is someone that you can take in return has close to the same defensive potential and has a lot more offensive potential and is just better all around with the way he moves his body the way he just plays so i think that was one of the biggest underrated pieces of that trade right there and then for donovan mitchell Markkanen has always been a beast. I've always been high on Markkanen. Um, He hasn't always played like a beast necessarily in the NBA, but I'm super stoked we got him because he's one guy I've been wanting for years and years and years saying that the Jazz should trade Bogdanovich for him, trade Conley for him, trade somebody and go get Markkanen. I've always thought he would have been the perfect power forward or small forward with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So that's something I was preaching a lot in the last couple years especially when he was a free agent and nobody was really going after him and he kind of settled and went to the Cavaliers I feel like because they already had their bigs and I don't know if he's uh, truly a small forward or not if that's his best position maybe that's where he's most comfortable but in my mind I kind of see him more as a power forward and I see him more effective as that position um but I don't know. I guess that's all up to how he feels. And uh, he's shown that he can be a playmaker. He can get stuff done with the ball in his hands. He's definitely shown that in the Euro basket. If any of you guys out there were watching that this year, he balled like crazy. And it seems like he's just got a new, like, refound motivation to be an all-star in this league, to be the best that he possibly can. And I've been nothing but impressed with Markkanen. And then someone like Kelly Olenek. I've been wanting him for years and years and years. I know that was a bad trade, kind of, where we traded Bogdanovich straight up for Olenek. But 
it's been working out really well for the Jazz. Last night we played the the New Orleans Pelicans. Olenek went out there and hit the game winner for us. That fourth quarter, that overtime was really stagnant for the Jazz, and they're really lucky they came away with that win. But that just shows someone like Kelly Nick is Kelly Olenek is really smart. He has a high IQ. No, he's not athletic, but something that Kelly Olenek does have is the smarts. He does have the intelligence. He does know how to steal the ball. He does see those passes coming. So he brings a different element of defense, a different element of a player. But, I mean, it's he's using it to his advantage because he is really smart. He does get people open. He does make good passes. He can shoot the three. Yes, his body language and everything is a little bit awkward, and he does look like he's on the verge of traveling almost every time he has the ball. Like last night on that game winner, it looked like – like man that he just looked really out of control and stuff but like i said i've always wanted olenek i've always liked him um so all these guys we got uh I'm, I'm completely happy with it i've been fans of a lot of these guys for lots of years someone i'm also expecting to be really good is ochai abaji um like i said about walker kessler once we got walker kessler i started watching his highlights checking him out and he literally reminded me just exactly of Gobert like we just got Gobert 2.0 is how I felt at that time and then we traded Donovan Mitchell we got back Ochai Abaji and I started watching his highlights and everything about him kind of showed a similarity to Donovan Mitchell so it's almost like we got Rudy Gobert 2.0 we got Donovan Mitchell 2.0 and that's how I felt since the beginning except we're getting better versions of those two players we're getting more versatile we're getting more fast more taller and stronger and quicker and everything like that guys our team is just better all around just because of things like that like the size that you get with marketing and like the size you get with Walker Kessler how he can catch the ball and take it straight up and score i've been really impressed with him so far but that's just two things right there guys it's like we got we got the two guys that we traded away but we got them in rookie versions is how i've seen it and i think it might play out that way walker kessler is looking really good out there he's doing a lot of the smart things that aren't very teachable he's doing all that the jazz are asking for him he's got good timing He's just been a solid player all around so far. Even playing against Gobert the other night, he played solid defense, played solid offense. He's been solid so far, and I'm really happy with that. I'm really happy with Jared Vanderbilt. No, he can't really score, but, man, that's just one thing about uh, when your team blows up and blows it all up is you get to have some fun watching a bunch of new guys. So that's one thing when we traded Darren Williams got Devin Harris we got Derek Favors and then for the next couple years it's just all these random signings all these random trades you don't know who's going to be coming in going out you know and that makes it a lot a lot of fun and that's what's making this jazz season so enjoyable is because we have so many guys um no it's probably not going to last it's probably only a matter of time until we do trade Mike Conley until we do trade Rudy Gay um it seems like the Jazz are focusing on building up their value right now because ultimately I don't think the Jazz want to keep winning um, and be uh, playing into the playoffs. I mean, that would be cool. It would be unexpected, 
but you're either going for the top or you're going for the bottom kind of is how is how i see it um there's no reason to go for the middle spot you want to get some new guys a new rookie to come in and develop and gel with marketing to gel with walker kessler and colin sexton and talon horton tucker and all these guys you want to get the best guy that you can right away so you can continue to keep building and continue to keep getting that chemistry and then that's when we will get a team that can actually do stuff and win on a consistent basis we have to build that culture and the best way to do that is to get them from the ground up and to teach them slowly but surely so i think um it's only a matter of time before conley and gay are gone they're both looking really good building up their value and we all know somebody like russell westbrook is not playing that good is not looking so good it's pretty much ruining the lakers season first couple games i don't know maybe he'll turn it around but right now he looks like complete butthole um he looks like he's not playing very good at all he's missing everything making bad decisions and it looks like he's just way too much in his head and it's probably only a matter of time before that lakers team figures that they have to do something because you have lebron james you're not just going to sit there and be an eighth seed, seventh seed with LeBron James, with Anthony Davis, after you did just make that move to go get Patrick Beverly and traded away basically your only young talent in Talon Horton Tucker. Um, it's a win now team in LA. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do try to flip Westbrook here eventually. Um, it would make sense. They don't have very much depth at all. Um, watching their first couple games, it's like, wow, this team is just getting worse and worse. And LeBron has just kind of ruined his career, it seems like, because he's always trading people as soon as they have a couple bad games, blow it up, blow it up, blow it up, get a new guy, a new guy, a new guy, you know, and it's just not working. If he would just stick with one team, stick on building the chemistry, but you can't every year just play with a new guy, play with Giannis this year, play with Steph Curry that year, and then play with Kyrie Irving this year and Durant, and then expect it to work every single year. It doesn't work like that, LeBron. It's about the patient, slow, steady building route. It's not about just jumping on the bandwagon and going to who's already the best and then just hoping that they can lead you and help you get all the way. That's one thing, guys, is the chemistry is a big thing. And that's one thing that the Jazz have a lot of right now. I don't know if it's just because we got rid of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert that we got that tension out of the locker room. Got rid of Ingles, um, you know, Bogdanovich, who maybe wasn't the best locker room guy. Who knows? Doesn't seem like he does. He really talks that much or is that in, um, encouraging to his teammates? Who knows? But it seems like these guys we did have, um, they were just kind of more content, laid back. They didn't really care as much, kind of, you know, blamed other people. But this team we have now, they're all about playing for each other, playing with your teammates, sharing the ball, being cool, lifting people up like Kelly Olenek. He's one of the coolest guys in the league. Jared Vanderbilt, so cool. Seems like an awesome guy. Jordan Clarkson is really cool. Mike Conley, so calm, so cool. We got all these calm, cool, encouraging guys that want to share the ball, that want to help, want to see their teammates do good. And that's one of the main reasons we are playing so good this year, guys. And I'm not really surprised by it. I knew that Clarkson you know, isn't just going to give up. Conley's not just going to give up. This is basically their whole career on the line right now. If they don't show up and do stuff for us, 
then nobody's going to want them. Nobody's going to try to trade them, trade for them. And they're basically just going to end their careers in Utah if they don't continue to keep showing up, don't continue to keep growing and building and being a good teammate and a good leader. And they've both been doing a great job of that. And they both are going to deserve a really good chance at getting a title shot, I believe, at least. Um, I think Conley will get a chance to go to the Bucks or the Clippers or someone where he can actually go compete for a championship and be happy with that because he has kept that positive attitude this whole time. And that's something that you can really respect from him and Clarkson. They didn't just say, okay, nope, get me out of here. Mitchell's gone. Gobert's gone. Like, I'm not playing here anymore. They could have did that pretty easily. Could have had a sour attitude. Could have ruined the whole chemistry of the team. But instead, it seems like they've embraced everyone we've got. They've embraced Coach Hardy. They've embraced everything about the new team, the new uniforms, everything. And so you can't ask for more than that two solid guys right there that we got and pretty grateful that we got those two but that's a big reason why we've been winning guys is Clarkson is not messing around it seems like Clarkson is on a whole different level and he's like in his headspace he loves Utah he loves this team he loves this state and you can see that he's wanting to be a good player he's wanting to share the ball everyone always has these preconceived notions and judgments about Jordan Clarkson saying, oh, he's such a ball hog. Oh, he doesn't know how to do this. Oh, he just, you know, whatever, makes dumb plays, dumb decisions, does whatever he feels like. Um, But I don't think that's it at all. I think Clarkson is fully capable of being a seven assist a game, of being a leader, of being a, a good, true point guard. I don't think he's someone that you can just come off the bench or let come off the bench and just let him go crazy and dribble 10 billion times no that's not all he is and he's showing that right now and that's one of the biggest thing guys is he's showing that he can be a good teammate he can be a starter in this league and he can average six plus assist a game as a shooting guard so that's solid 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 stuff right there um i've been really impressed i've been calling for the jazz to start jordan clarkson for a couple years now I love Clarkson. I've been really high on him since the day we got him. I just love everything about him, his passion, his vibe, what he brings to this team. He's a Utah legend. I hope we never get rid of him. And he's a big reason why our team has been winning. He's been a great leader so far. He's been right there in all our teammates' ears, letting them know how good of a job they are doing. And he's been right there in the clutch, helping us, taking those shots, being a good smart player for us and he's been super clutch so far um in that game last night against the pelicans no he wasn't making the best decisions but our offense just became really stagnant and everyone was just standing around basically just watching him i don't know what uh was really doing last night i wish he would have tried to get the ball i remember in one point specifically it Looked like he passed up a wide open three, not wide open, but open enough to where he could have hit it. And he just passed it up with about a minute left or whatever. And so it seemed like Markinen lost his confidence a little bit last night. He wasn't really calling for the ball. I know in overtime he got it a couple times, but before that, I wanted to see him be getting the ball, going to the hoop, scoring on some people because he reminds me a lot of like Giannis Antetokounmpo because He's just one of those guys that it's so hard to stop because of his length, his size, his speed, just what he can do, how good he can score and shoot. 
He's like one of those unstoppable players in this league, especially if he continues to grow and continues to get even better. Then I think he'll just truly become one of those players that you can't stop him. 30 points a game, does whatever he wants, takes over in the clutch. And I wish we would have saw that last night. I wish we could see him take that next step and he's the one taking it to the hole every time. Um, but hopefully we will see that. It seems like Will Hardy is trying to build a lot of this offense around marketing. He cooled off a little bit yesterday after halftime-ish. Um, I wish he would have went off for 40, 50. But I think that's probably a big thing right there with marketing is the consistency is keeping that confidence. Um, that was probably one of the main things with him in Chicago and Cleveland. So he's shown that he can be that playmaker he can score he can you know get those rebounds and assists um he's shown it definitely in the euro basket so now it's about the jazz to integrate that and i wish i could have seen him take over last night to be a little bit more aggressive in the clutch and because it felt like we lost the full momentum of that game it felt like it was shifting completely towards the pelicans and they were going to win that game i was fully convinced that we pretty much lost um, because McCollum was getting hot and nobody was stopping him. And then the Jazz just became so stagnant and unconfident on the offensive end. So I didn't like seeing that at all. So I was super surprised we actually did win. But I wish Markkanen would have stepped it up, would have been a little bit more aggressive in that fourth quarter, in that overtime. And then I think we could have had a bigger win. And the overtime would have never even been a question. Because the only reason we went into overtime is because we weren't able to score. I think the Pelicans went on an 18-0 run or whatever, and the Jazz didn't score for like seven minutes. And that can't happen. And pretty much every play, it was just Clarkson just standing up top at the key and dribbling around, and everyone was just standing there watching him. That's not the offense we need to run. Um, yeah, like I said, I want to see Markkinen be more aggressive. I want to see Conley be more aggressive. Um, and if if they're not, then put someone out there who will be aggressive, who is going to try to get that basket in the clutch because we could have easily lost that game last night if Clarkson wasn't out there because nobody was playing with that aggressiveness really in the fourth quarter after the Pelicans came back and switched it up with Larry Nance and uh, I think it was uh, Trey Murphy or whatever it was. But the way that they switched up their defense um, didn't allow us to run the pick and roll as much anymore. And so that kind of screwed us, but I would have liked to see Will Hardy make some adjustments um, based on that. But it didn't really seem like we made too many adjustments because we just went really stagnant after that point. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight, guys. We play the Houston Rockets tonight. I'm feeling kind of worried. It's a back-to-back -back overtime game. We went overtime the last two games. And so tonight I feel like it should be easy as a perspective, um, but... I don't think it will be. I think the Rockets are going to come with a lot of energy. Um, they got a lot of young guys probably going to run the floor just like we like to do. And it's probably going to be a pretty even game. They got some guys on that team who can score really well. Kevin Porter and Sangoon and Jalen Green. And they got a couple other guys over there that they're not just going to get walked over. They're going to show up and try to compete as hard as they can. And so I think it's going to be a tough game for the Jazz tonight. Um, hopefully we can pull, pull it out and go 4-0, um, but we'll see, guys. Um, that's it for today. Um, I'll make another one in a couple days or something. If you guys enjoyed it, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. 
under UT Jazz Mountain. That's it for today, guys. Go Jazz. Peace.